If you're looking for Pokemon style Etsy items, Pokemon Pop figures, and so much more, check out the PokeDepartmentStore.com. That's P-O-K-E-D-E-P-S-T-O-R-E.com for all your Pokemon needs. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What is up, everyone? It's me, the Pokemon Cave. Back at it again for another week, another adventure. Stay tuned tonight, around 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. A podcast will be out on the Poke Cave After Dark podcast. Uh, that one will be a much longer podcast, about 55 minutes, give or take. Yes, I know it's long. I'm sorry. Um, I was going to break it up into two episodes, you know, roughly 20 some odd minutes each, 25 minutes each or so. Um, but there wasn't really anywhere in there where I felt comfortable breaking it up and have it continue on the week after. Uh, basically, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, it's a longer podcast, but trust me, it's not a boring one. Me and 90s Kid for Life, we sit down, we talk everything about the kids' meals growing up as, as kids. Um, from Burger King to McDonald's to Taco Bell and Wendy's, everything. And we touch bases on a lot of stuff. This is 55 minutes of nonstop amazing fun. Uh, I'm so glad that he did come onto the podcast with me. Uh, he's been on the Pokemon Cape podcast before, so it's great to have him on the other uh, other podcast that has just started. Uh, if you haven't checked out that podcast yet, please go give it a, a listen. It's literally everything you can think of when it comes to everything, essentially. Uh, it's not just Pokemon, it's music, it's cartoons, you know, different kinds of animes, toys growing up pop culture both back in the 90s and 2000s to modern stuff you know uh last week's episode was dragon ball and dragon ball z related stuff with the guys from the cave collectibles we also did a podcast with them uh for the pokemon cave podcast as well but today on this podcast we're talking pokemon more importantly the rotation yeah the rotation has finally come. In fact, if you're listening to this on release day, the rotation will be on April 14th, this Friday, okay? As of this Friday, all cards with the regulation mark D are leaving the standard format, which is roughly equivalent to the first four Sword and Shield expansions. So today we're gonna go over the most important cards and decks we are losing. And then we'll take a closer look at how some of the most popular decks can be adjusted. So, of course, we're going to start with trainer cards. You know, the cards that form the backbone of many, many different decks often make the largest impact when rotated out. This rotation is unfortunately no different. Two of the most commonly played cards that are leaving the format are the Quick Ball and Evolution Incense. 
from the Sword and Shield expansion. Uh, they've been the easiest and most universal way of searching Pokemon from the deck ever since their release, basically. Uh, and their loss will have a notable impact on how decks look uh, going forward. So the, the Nest Ball from the Scarlet and Violet expansion is a good replacement for the Quick Ball. Uh, but Evolution Incense is currently lacking an adequate alternative as of right now. Uh, basically, Ultra Ball would be a pretty good generic search card, uh, which is sticking around, thankfully. Uh, but decks that focus on Evolution Pokemon will need to look for additional, more creative ways of finding them. So, since the Nest Ball puts basic Pokemon directly onto the bench, Pokemon whose abilities activate when played from their hand become weaker. Uh, this affects Pokemon like uh, Lumion, Lumion sorry, V, uh, which is a card that will also gain some importance now that Crobat V is leaving the format. Uh, Lumion V is still a good card in decks that play a lot of Ultra Ball, but it probably won't be seen uh, any longer in decks that don't like to discard a lot of cards, such as Lost Zone variants. Uh, another major card from the Sword and Shield expansion that we'll have to say goodbye to is Marnie. Uh, now, however, Judge is a decent replacement. Uh, but one card difference in cards drawn makes it a much weaker draw supporter. Uh, Marnie was often seen as a reliable consistency card that had the added benefit of shuffling away the opponent's hand to the bottom of the deck. Now, while Judge is first and foremost a disruption card, it will be played in almost every deck, often alongside Roxanne, but probably in lower counts than Marnie, meaning strategies that rely on building up their hand will become a bit stronger. Uh, the next big hit to many of the decks that we're losing is Scoop Up Net. Uh, now, that is a card that's been seen in almost every deck that's focused on single prize Pokemon. There simply isn't a direct replacement, unfortunately, for the incredible flexibility that Scoopnet has provided. An ability like the new Halucha's Flying Entry becomes significantly worse when it would have been before, uh, and decks will simply have to build differently, or have to be built differently, sorry. Uh, another card that single prize decks will have to replace is Ordinary Rod. Uh, luckily though, we have Clara from the Sword and Shield Chilling Rain expansion and Marinium from the Scarlet and Violet expansion um, are two rather easy picks for that. Uh, but because they are supporter cards rather than item cards, the dynamic of Pokemon recovery will have to be changed. Uh, the last big change that needs to be mentioned is the available special energy cards. Uh, the whole set of of type specific special energy cards is leaving the format alongside format defining staples like capture energy and aurora energy uh, this affects almost every deck especially the former top deck uh, lugia vstar and Arshops. Uh, some decks can replace these cards with more basic energy but all in all this is a change with big implications so going forward there are important outgoing decks as well before taking a closer look at the decks that will survive the rotation, we should first bid farewell to those that we will not be seeing again, unfortunately. Uh, one of the most important ones is the Vicavolt V deck. It's only saw occasional play for most of its time in the standard format, but picked up a lot of success towards the end of Sword and Shield's Silver Tempest era. Uh, it was one of the best answers to the format's top decks. Another anti-meta deck that would not be available anymore is the Eternius V Max, 
with the Galarian Weezing. Just like Vicavolt, it became popular with the introduction of the Stern Shield Silver Tempest expansion uh, because of its solid matchup against Lugia V-Star and Lost Zone variants. Players of those two decks will be happy to not have to worry as much about the ability in item lock anymore. A deck that is technically still available but likely no longer relevant is the Regigigas. It won't have the Aurora energy to power up all those different Regis, and will also be missing other key cards in Ordinary Rod and Scoop Up Net, for instance. So the deck will have to take a back seat for now. However, uh, there's also the possibility that future expansions could breathe new life into it, so we can't completely count out Reggie Gigas just yet. So there are current decks needing adjustment though. For instance, the Lugia V-Star deck and Archops uh, was by far the most popular and successful deck before the rotation. If you're tired of playing against this deck, like me, <laughs> there's good news. It will lose a lot of cards. That doesn't mean the deck will disappear though, uh, but it will have to completely reinvent itself to stay competitive. The first problem is obviously Lugia V-Star and Archops is facing the loss of the Evolution Incense and Quick Ball. Uh, both of which are vital to the strategy of getting our chops into the discard pile as soon as possible. However, Nest Ball and Capturing Aroma are fine replacements when it comes to setting up Lugia V-Star, but they're not reliable enough to be our chops part of the strategy. Uh, to solve this issue, we can add in Professor Burnett, which gives the deck an alternative path to achieving its goal. Uh, combine that with adding two Lumion V, that can find the supporter card even when needed. Uh, and it will be significantly easier to consistently set up two Archops on the second turn of the game. The second and even bigger issue for Lugia V-Star in the new format is the drastically reduced amount of available special energy cards. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The powerful colorless energy made it possible for Lugia V-Star to knock out other Pokemon V-Stars easily and enable the use of Stoutland V to gain an advantage over basic Pokemon focused decks. Now, similarly, Aurora Energy gave it access to some of the most powerful attackers in the game like Yavadol, or Yavotol, sorry, uh, Raikou and Radiant Charizard. Now, having both options gone, resets the deck's power level completely. There is, however, one remaining Pokemon that Archops can power up for a big knockout, and that's Tyranitar V. Uh, with two Single Strike Energy attached, its Single Strike Crush attack reaches the magic number of 280 damage, which gives the deck the offensive power it needs to survive. The Tyranitar V isn't as naturally effective as the cards 
the deck had available previously, but it's quite strong nevertheless. Uh, conveniently though, Tyranitar V has a type advantage over both Mew VMAX and Gardevoir EX, two meta-relevant Pokemon. Uh, that would otherwise be difficult to deal with, including the single strike package also gives us access to a decent single prize attacker in Stone Journal, who is particularly useful against lightning type Pokemon like the new uh, Neurodon EX. With Urn of Vitality to recover discarded single strike energy, the deck can afford to play a slightly lower energy count than before. Uh, as previously mentioned, the remaining special energy aren't quite as impressive, but some of them have really cool bonuses that will finally get a chance to shine. Uh, like how regenerative energy can heal away the damage done by a Cramonaut in the Lost Zone matchup. Uh, as most of the deck changes, some parts remain the same, the lineup of support Pokemon for instance, uh, Dunsparce loses a bit of value without the Vickervolt V, and Regileaky as common threats, but with Raikou V being a popular option in Lost Zone decks, and the new Maraudon EX deck looking like a strong contender, it's probably still worth playing. Uh, similarly, Manaphy loses some of its applications, but with Radiant Greninja being as popular as ever, it still seems useful enough. Now, Mew VMAX has been one of the best decks for over a year at this point, and that will likely continue uh, to be the case in the upcoming format. Unlike Lugia Visar, Mew VMAX loses almost nothing. Now, this doesn't mean the deck won't adapt at all. Uh, players might want to adjust some card choices depending on how the metagame around the deck changes, but its actual deck list shouldn't change much. Uh, the one card that will dearly be missed by Mew VMAX players is the Crick Ball, unfortunately. Uh, while it can be replaced in most decks with the Nest Ball, that won't quite work as well in this case. One of the main features of the Crick Ball in Mew VMAX was the option of discarding unplayable cards, uh, making Genesect's Fusion Strike system more effective. However, Nest Ball can become one of those unplayable cards itself if it's drawn when the bench is already full. Uh, which makes it a risky inclusion. Now, Featherball is an alternative that only searches for new VMAX, but has the advantages of never getting stuck in hand. Another nuisance for Mew VMAX is the change to tool cards. They are now considered their own category, which makes Cramomatic a slightly weaker card. Overall, the deck does take a hit to those consistencies, but its strategy doesn't change that much, and is still considered strong. The main question is still how to deal with Drapion V. I expected the disruption focused variant that centers on Judge and Path to the Peak to stay the most popular, but Melatata and Alicia's Sparkle are also still good options. Now, what about the Lost Zone deck? So just like Mew VMAX, Lost Zone decks lose little in the rotation, but they will still have to adapt. Without Scoop Up Net, they can't reuse Comfy's Flower Comface, sorry, flower selecting ability as effectively as before, so filling the Lost Zone will be slower. Uh, deciding which Pokemon to put into play also becomes more difficult, but overall the deck still works just fine. Uh, it even gains access to new Beach Court, uh, which is the newest stadium card in Skyler Battle. It's the perfect replacement for Airbnb. Also, unlike in the previous two decks, the switch from Crick Ball to Nest Ball is an upgrade to Lost Zone decks, as they don't like discarding cards from their hand. Losing out on Ordinary Rod is a bit annoying, but Calera in combination with Energy Recycler makes for a good replacement. 
Uh, now, a variant of Lost Zone decks that could make a comeback is the Garavanta V-Star. Uh, despite being one of the strongest decks in the Lost Origin format, it completely disappeared with Silver Tempest, mostly because it was unable to keep up with the Lugia V-Star deck. Now that Lugia V-Star has been significantly weakened, it might be time to take another look at the V-Star, or the Garavanta V-Star deck, sorry. The main advantage of the Garatina V-Star has over other Lost Zone decks is the wide matchup coverage. Now while the Lost Zone box style builds over time have to include tech cards to deal with specific other decks, Garvanta V-Star naturally has the answers to just about everything. Uh, this comes at a cost of being a bit weaker in the narrow metagame, but in an unexplored and open format like the one we are entering right now, it's a very appealing trait to have. It also helps that other decks lose two of the cards that are used to counter Garatina V-Star, are basically Big Paracel and Wash Water Energy. Those were able to block the Star Requarum attack, but now there's nothing stopping Garatina V-Star from taking three prize knockouts on Pokemon V-Maxes. Uh, so, in closing, basically, Lost Zone decks and Mew VMAX seem like they're great choices when looking to for proven decks um, that are sure to transfer well into the new format. Lugia V-Star's future is a bit more uncertain, and it's a good example of a deck that will likely stay relevant by undergoing a lot of changes. Uh, and will only get stronger with future expansions as the new special energy cards join the format. However, those three decks aren't the only ones that I expect will make up the top tables at the upcoming Europe International Championships. Uh, Gwardevar EX and Maraudon EX from the Sky and Valley expansions are incredible cards that will see a lot of play. I'm sure players are also working on all kinds of other concepts. Uh, rotation is a perfect time to get creative with deck building, especially when paired with new set releases. I'm certainly excited to see what everyone comes up with. And I'm actually really happy that Lugia V-Star is starting to step down a bit, unless somebody just completely remakes that deck. Um, it's going to be really nice to see more matches of not just Lugia V-Stars. Uh, it seems like every time I watched regionals, it was nothing but Lugia V-Stars and R-Shops. Um, and it kind of gets a little boring. I mean, there are different ways, slightly, that you can play that deck. But, I mean... You're talking one version of a potato against another, essentially, right? And on that note, I say have a good day, a good night, heck, a good week. Happy Scarlet and Violet release, and uh, hopefully with the new standard format rotation, hopefully you can build a beautiful, beautiful deck that will last the test of time and beat those stupid Lugias. Take care, everyone. See you next time. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.